Hello, welcome to the podcast of Startup Recruitment Tailors. I'm Indra, founder and CEO of JobRely. We're building LinkedIn automation platform for outbound recruitment. And today my guest is Ramante Rebacioskaita, COO at Omniscient. Ramante, could you please introduce yourself and your startup? Hi, Indra. Hi, everyone. Yes, my name is Rimante. I'm the CEO at Omniscient. Uh, we are a marketing automation platform allowing e-commerce businesses to sell more and better. Great. And uh, do you have any recruitment failures at Omniscient? Well, Omniscient is nearly 200 employees organization right now. So, of course, it has been many different stories and situations uh, going on in the company. I've been with the company for almost five years. So I've seen quite a lot of different, uh, different situations. And um, of course, we have had and we are still having failures when it comes to recruitment, uh, which is absolutely normal because, well, it's pretty hard to make a very educated, you know, guess about uh, the person which you are hiring after just a couple of conversations and maybe a small trial task. Of course, it all comes down to the, I would say, to a gut feeling, to some, you know, educated guesses, as I, as I mentioned. And uh, at the end of the day, well, it's, it's pretty normal that you do have good hires and you have some, well, less good, so Mm -hmm. to say. So yeah, definitely. Of course, we're choosing people. So it's uh, the most complicated task, I believe, to see in advance what, who is that person and what is the personality and whether it's matching or not. What, what are the worst case scenarios you had? Maybe you could uh, share some stories. I mean, what is the worst may be different for, you know, for different uh, people and for different managers and for different recruiters. We have had various situations. Uh, we have been hiring not only in Lithuania. Well, this is our main market mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the um, uh, employment uh, we have we are hiring in in the United States. We have been hiring in uh, elsewhere, you know, anywhere uh, because well, we have some employees who are working remotely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have uh, experience, uh, you know, from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the worst hiring failures are maybe when you hire <laughs> so so to say like crazy people. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, I don't wanna be very rude here. So there are, you know, some personalities which, uh, well, do not fit that well into the cultural environment of the organization. And then they either, you know, completely disagree with how we run things here or they are becoming toxic and are trying to influence other people mm-hmm. to support them into their destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. So I would say that this type of people is the worst, the, the, the ones who are, you know, trying to kind of build their relationships with with the upper management and, you know, always into something, uh, trying to collect support from the colleagues. And that leads into the um, ruined uh, relationships, broken uh, 
processes and broken results at, at the end. Mm-hmm. So I would say that this type of employees is like the, the most complicated, the most problematic one, mm-hmm. because while well, it becomes uh, really complicated to navigate the whole process when it comes to the separation. Mm-hmm. Of course, like for, for such type of people, it's always a surprise that they are being um, terminated. It is always for them a huge drama. They are trying to, you know, to somehow affect everybody emotionally mm-hmm. and they are using all the arguments which make you feel bad about uh, the decision that you made mm-hmm. so yes this is uh, this is a little bit more uh, problematic as as other cases because well it's least professional i would say you know the these cases are the ones where the employees are driven by emotions and feelings and they are not you know thinking clear they are not thinking from the professional perspective from mm-hmm. from from themselves as the employees they are seeing everything you know as a very tight family type of you know relationship and mm-hmm. and then the separation is not uh, easy at all how are you dealing with this because it's uh, right like it's not work organization right it's more like dealing with uh, some personal issues and how to deal with that and still to stay professional yes that is correct these uh, people well usually they have some you know personal problems which they are trying to either cover or mm somehow um, influenced by by what they do in their professional environment. I mean, we only had a couple of such uh, cases, so it's not that we we have uh, many of that or that I have a lot of experience in in, in such cases. But, uh, well, yeah, we had a couple of, uh, of those. Mm-hmm. And each time, uh, the most important thing is the is the flawless preparation Mm -hmm. so it means that you have to have your processes in place you have to know the legal side of the things Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to prepare for all the possible scenarios because well these such people they are unpredictable and it's hard to uh, it's hard to decide how they are going to react once you announce the termination to them. So, of course, it is important to be well prepared mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the legal part, in terms of the processes, not to miss anything, uh, because that might be, you know, something what these people could bring to, you know, to some legal um, uh, processes as well. So, yeah, so good preparation, uh, good knowledge of the labor law in your country mm-hmm. and um, procedures are very important so if you have any in-house procedures about how you you know normally terminate employees you have to follow that for sure very precisely mm-hmm. but how not to get personally involved right if that person starts sharing emotions it's uh, it should be complicated yes uh, it is complicated first of all you have to be able to recognize then you are being played mm-hmm. and then you are being you know torn into the side where you have to make judgments you know then you have to choose sides mm-hmm. uh, so so it's important to recognize once that starts to happen mm-hmm. because this is the very typical behavior of toxic people they are trying to build teams they are trying to attract people to their sides to support them you know mm-hmm. and this is very important to recognize that behavior 
And then uh, if you recognize that on time, then you are able to make that separation, you know, to separate mm-hmm. the strictly work related issues from what's being, you know, emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is important. But of course, it's hard and uh, it's very different from case to case. But I guess that asking yourself all the time, like, are we still talking about business? Mm-hmm. Are we st- or are we now talking about, you know, whatever relationships, uh, feelings? And, and, and so first, how to notice? Because it's uh, not uh, very easy to notice that this is a toxic person. Sometimes it's like they have a pretty strong arguments and you might think that you are doing something wrong about it. How to see what is, what is that reality? Well, I would say that uh, the one thing that can help you to recognize such behavior and such people in your team is to have an established and working proper feedback process. Mm-hmm. So you can do that either, you know, on what whatever cadence you, you like, you know, uh, monthly, quarterly, whatsoever. Just don't do that once a year because, well, it will be too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to have that process, uh, to have that feedback process well established and working mm-hmm. will give you as a manager, will give you the possibility to see all the sides of the things, you know, just mm-hmm. because, well, then if there is only that person talking to you all the time, of course, you are being affected by what that person is saying and you are not thinking clear. You are not, you know, uh, seeing all the possible sides. And um, that's why I think that having something like 360 mm-hmm. feedback process is uh, very valuable. Uh, having peer-to-peer feedback process is valuable uh, just, you know, for people to exchange what they, how they see each other as colleagues, you know, in the professional life. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so this helps to collect data, you know, this helps to collect information about whether the relationship and the environment in your team is still healthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you can start from that. Mm-hmm. You can start from there. Just talking to people, basically talking to people and, and getting mm-hmm. to understand how others pursue mm-hmm. the same person, whether they all see each other mm-hmm. in the same light, because that type of people, they usually have a very different approach yeah. and a very different uh, perception of what is happening, actually. Yes. So this is uh, just, yeah, just checking from time to time. Are we still on the same page? Mm-hmm. Is all team on the same page? That would be helpful. Right. Yeah. It, I think it's the trigger number one. If you get, if you collect all the feedback from the team uh, members and they say, one thing and that particular person say totally different things so something is not matching right Mm -hmm. and I remember I had one case when uh, the team lead had a real big problem with one of the developer and because he was just not delivering and he was having many one-on-ones and even I was involved and well the person like explained that everything is okay he is working he's delivering he doesn't see any problem and then we had this 360 degree feedback collection and we heard that all the team members said that he is playing video games <laughs> during mm-hmm. his daily work and it was like so obvious you know so yeah. like regular one-on-one is not enough you really had to get more feedback from the other team members to see the whole picture that's right and even more like if it's only you against uh, that person then it's your opinion against that 
person's opinion mm. and it's the opinion game then right. uh, who has stronger arguments right and uh, so it's important to collect the feedback and also i guess that it's also very important to basically to manage by numbers and mm-hmm. to you know to to manage by metrics um and uh, you know metrics they cannot be interpreted and just simply you know having all the performance evaluated by some numeric metrics mm-hmm. kpis okrs you name it but basically yeah uh, that would help to avoid opinions mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. you know to talk about the hard hard numbers hard data yeah right right but uh, as you mentioned before toxic people tend to go after other team members and uh, gain their support. So have you had the situation when you uh, did that feedback collection and more uh, people are supporting that opinion, right? Not not yours or how it should be and how to deal then with that? Not really, you know, <laughs> not really. All the time, well, in, in these uh, couple of cases, it was very clear actually. So okay. and it, uh, it, it became clear after, you know, uh, after talking to more and more people, you know, mm-hmm. After asking the right questions and then uh, suddenly it escalated Mm -hmm. and uh, many more and more people came to the same Mm -hmm. conclusions and provided the same information Mm -hmm. and same Mm -hmm. opinions. Uh, So not really. This was not the case in in our situation. That's nice. I think I I really believe that if you're sharing with other people, you can get uh, like more knowledge, more information and feel stronger because the worst case scenario is to hide this, that you are not having a good relationship with a new employee and then you're suffering from that and you don't have any support because you haven't shared about this at all. So yeah, uh, it's it's really important to stay strong and to say how it is. And you mentioned that separation uh, might be tricky and uh, even a drama thing. Did you have any drama by terminating a person? We did, we did. Okay. <laughs> we did have, uh, yes, we did have drama um, a couple of times. Yes, after we kind of, you know, announced the news uh, to somebody who we terminated. We did have drama. We did have, well, I don't want to go into these you know cases mm-hmm. uh, deep deep enough but uh, some some of the terminations were not easy mm-hmm. and and were not well received by by those being terminated mm-hmm. but so far so good like we don't have any any legal cases going on we don't have mm-hmm. anyone you know writing emails to us mm-hmm. complaining about uh, the situations that happened in the past uh, we managed to close all the cases properly without any like loose ends hanging still and not being um, not being developed. That's the most important. And when did you notice that uh, the person uh, is toxic? Uh, was it very obvious from the very beginning when they just started working or it lasted more? I mean, it also differs like, from case to case. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it took us like more than a year okay to start understanding that something is wrong here and that we should be putting more attention into some particular mm-hmm. cases sometimes it was 3 weeks mm-hmm. it became pretty clear that this will not work out that 
something is really wrong, mm -hmm. that the um, perceptions are very different from, you know, what the manager sees and how the manager sees the situation and how the employee sees the situation. So, so yeah, that was very different. Mm -hmm. And when, when you mentioned a year uh, lasted and just then you started noticing that something is uh, wrong, What were the red flags? What were the first uh, signs you noticed? Again, I don't want to go <laughs> much deeper into much deeper into these particular cases, but um, I mean, untypical behavior, uh, mixed messages, mm -hmm. different perceptions on the same issues by different employees, mm -hmm. and uh, this, you know, toxic person to start actually affecting others that sometimes takes some time you know mm -hmm. <laughs> to build to build that whole artificial story mm -hmm. so sometimes it really takes some time yes yeah, so basically we just started to hear different perceptions on events by you know different employees mm -hmm. Uh, which uh, triggered uh, triggered uh, our curiosity, mm -hmm. and uh, after investing some you know time and investigating the cases, we like came to the realization that mm -hmm. it's not good. The, that mm -hmm. the situation is not good enough. Do you think that companies could use something about the environment or uh, team organization or something you know to help uh, those people? Because most of the time, people get toxic because. They have some personal issues or some, I don't know, personal misalignment with the company or team's goals. Uh, do you think there could be something done to help to get that person back on the track? Also, like maybe in some cases you can still do something. Mm -hmm. In other cases, I would say that you just have to let it go. Mm -hmm. And that would be, you know, better for everyone. Mm -hmm. Because one thing is very clear is then you are having toxic people in the in the team and the team is being affected by them. You are actually not doing a big help for your team if that person is still there. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you get rid of that particular toxic person, the better that would be for the entire team. Mm -hmm. right. So I would say that in some cases, perhaps it's not even worth to try. Mm -hmm. If the situation is not that dramatic and if uh, there is no harm yet done mm -hmm. and you manage to kind of point out that behavior in the early stages, then perhaps I'm talking with that particular person being completely honest and open about how you see the situation and what might be the consequences of that person continuing the wrong behavior. Of course, it might be with a positive outcome. But yeah, you have to kind of be able to to recognize this behavior in the early stages. Mm -hmm. It really depends on how many people are affected, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So to sum up, uh, what would be the key takeaways, the key advices for other startups uh, if they would ever have these kind of the situations? I would say that uh, the good old saying, hire slow, fire fast, is still applicable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very important. What is the recruitment process and what are the measures in place to check if people have certain uh, professional skills as well as um, uh, if that person would be a, a good uh, cultural fit. So this is important. Then the second thing is that basically open feedback process is also important. Uh, having 
a constantly going feedback process where you involve peers as well as you know managers and giving the feedback both ways mm-hmm. um, or all all the ways is also important and then being able to read that feedback to understand that feedback and to mm-hmm. to understand that sometimes people are talking between the lines and what's what's yeah. then what what's then going on uh, for real mm-hmm. and then you know not hesitating when it comes to some toxic behavior just not letting those people to stay longer because that would influence the huge part of the organization Mm -hmm. and then it would be really hard you know to remedy Mm -hmm. the situation so yeah so getting these people terminated as soon as as you are able to grasp what's really happening mm-hmm. uh, i would say that it's, it is also important great great thank you so much Ramanta, for for your time and for sharing thank you indra thank you everyone have a good day and uh, thank you for all the listeners for more podcasts please uh, visit jabralai.com. Mm-hmm.